1: CZWLP conroe and 106.1 k z c c lp conroe and worldwide on the irlonstar.com
0: good morning ladies and gentlemen i'm rick schistler i'm your host and you are listening to the weekly business hour thank you for taking time to join us i think we've lined up a really great show for you lots and lots of information ideas And hopefully, some or all of them can help you in your business even today. We're coming to you from the studios of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star is a community radio station serving Montgomery County and beyond. I hope that you'll consider supporting this community radio. It's a nonprofit, and that you'll go to their website at www.irlonestar.com. That's IRLoneStar.com. Learn about community radio and if you can make a donation and help support the programming, such as the weekly business hour. I encourage you also to join the community here at the weekly business hour. That's what we are. We're a community of business owners, people who work in the business field, people that are looking to start business, and we're here to share knowledge, information, ideas. And there's one particular way you can do that yourself right now. Go to your computer, if you're not listening on it right now, and send me an email. Uh, We take these emails. I respond to each and every one of them. And from time to time, we read them on the air, and I respond over the air. It's real simple. Just send it to Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. That's Rick at IRLoneStar.com. Well, quick thought for the day as we start. Uh, Depending on where you are in the country, uh, it's been about heat and more heat and more heat. Boy, the heat has been on, no pun intended. It's amazing. I touched on this subject several weeks ago, but I want to touch on it again because here in this part of the country, in Conroe, Texas, Montgomery County, just north of Harris County, Houston, Texas, uh, the heat's been on now for almost two full months. Uh, and it's amazing, 100-degree-plus temperatures almost every day. Uh, We seem to be on a cooling trend now. The high is supposed to be, I think, 97 today, and it looks like we'll be in the 90s for the next few days, so a cooling trend. Someone even joked to me this morning uh, that traces of fall are upon us. I'm not sure about that. But it's important that we as business people deal with extreme situations, things that impact our business in general, And there's no doubt that heat has impacted business because you just go out and drive around any day of the week and you'll probably see that the traffic, go to a restaurant, go to their places of business, and you just don't see the foot traffic that you normally would see. So at least in this part of the country where we've been under what we consider extreme heat, in fact, setting all-time records as far as an all-time record high temperature of 107, I believe, on Sunday— uh, and we've hit that twice also earlier this summer, um, it's impacted business. What you got to do is you got to step back and say, one, what can I do for my customers to combat this heat? Well, one is try to keep your place of business cool and comfortable, and that can be really difficult. I get it. Air conditioning equipment is typically designed to operate at its highest efficiency, around 95 degrees, and when you add 10-plus degrees to that, It's beyond its reasonable limit to cycle the air and cool it down. Uh, I was in a place of business the other day, in fact, a restaurant, and they had brought in a cooling uh, fan and set up and put in the back part of the restaurant to circulate the air more through the restaurant, and it was comfortable. It wasn't cold, wasn't cool, but it was comfortable, so having a meal could be enjoyable. What can you do for your employees? To me, this is one of the secrets are your people working in extreme temperatures and i'm not talking about the poor souls that have to work outside you know that's one thing i've noticed that work outside really hasn't been curtailed i see construction workers on highways i see people out doing landscaping landscaping maintenance mowing Uh, i haven't seen that part of the world slow down at all and yet they're right out there in the hottest part of the day working Uh, and you know i tip my hat to them that's difficult but employees in other businesses, working in factories, people that are working in automobile dealerships, anytime you're exposed to the heat or you're in an air-conditioned environment where the air conditioner is so stressed it can't keep up, uh, be aware of this and try to do what you can. Give breaks, provide water. Uh, there's a, lots of things you can do as a business owner that says, hey, I care, we care. We care about you, employees. We want you to be successful in what you're trying to do with your life, and we're going to give you a working environment that makes that possible. And then three, constantly look for ways and solutions to the heat that could potentially make your business stand out. In other words, I'm going to go back to a business, a repeat customer, if they provide an environment to do business that is easy. Uh, The same thing online. If it's easy for me to find, evaluate, and place an order, and what I've ordered shows up as agreed on time, then I'm going to try to do business with those people because they're a known quantity. And the same is true of people coming to your location. If you've got adequate parking, easy in and out, all the things that you need to have a good customer uh, experience, then it's going to make a difference. And with this heat, the same thing can be, Uh, said an example is I was in a business the other day and they had cooled it wasn't cold but it was cool bottles of water as you came in the door and they were offering free to anybody that wanted to take one Uh, it sends a message it sends a message that you care and you recognize that there is a unusual circumstance taking place in this case the heat you know the weekly business hour is where All of Montgomery businesses, and now businesses really throughout the world, through the Internet, and they're listening through their computers, they come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be part of conversations that can make a real difference. And that's what we're all about is conversations. A reminder to you is, if you don't already know, if you'd like to watch as well as listen to the show today, we're live Facebook, YouTube, just go to the Weekly Business Hour page, and you can watch as well as listen to the show. And again, drop me an email if you've got a question about the show, a suggestion. In particular, if you have a question about your business, you've got a challenge, you want some input, please send them, rick, R-I-C-K, at Star.com. Well, we've got a very special guest. Uh, he's been on the show previously. Uh, he is one of the business, uh, now I guess you would say business experts, he's been in the business world for a number of years, uh, very educated, formally and otherwise, great experience, and I think he's got a subject to talk about today that should be uh, of great interest to all of us, and that has to do with Speaking to Thrive. Speaking to Thrive is a program that he has put together and trains people particularly business owners, so they can speak. Now, this is not just public speaking to get up in front of your local Kiwanis club uh, or your Lions club or some other organization, but it's also speaking in how to build your confidence when talking to employees, customers, uh, vendors. Uh, it's, it's very interested and very, very needed. Uh, but I am so happy that Victor Escalante and I had a conversation recently about this Speak to Thrive, the program he has, and we talked about some of the things that are missed by the small business owners, managers, supervisors, in encouraging them to increase their ability to become better able to speak and be heard and be respected. So I'm going to turn it over to the studio, and you're going to see the tape of our conversation, Victor Escalante and myself, and he is the author of Speak to Thrive. I think you can enjoy it. Encourage you to take notes and make comments. So please, listen to Mr. Victor Escalani talk about how important speaking is to all of us in business. Well, we're here today. I've got a special guest for us to, uh, to listen to and uh, hopefully to learn, because I think there is a whole lot to learn on this particular subject And I want to welcome to the show again, uh, repeat guest here, Victor Escalante. Uh, He is the author of Speak to Thrive, a new training program uh, that he's developed to help people learn how to speak publicly. And I guess, Victor, would it be fair to enjoy
1: it? Absolutely. Uh, To find your voice and to be able to see that impact that you have on the audience or on your team, uh, let's face it, we speak every day of our lives, and most people do not know how to speak effectively to convey their ideas uh, to, to a colleague, an employee, or to a large audience.
0: Well, it makes a lot of sense, and you and I were talking before we went on uh, the air here to record this uh, conversation about uh, how very, very important public speaking used to be to everyone in business uh, and how it's kind of been lost in, in the noise. I love that word that right. you use, the noise of social media and texting and all those other things. Uh, people don't want to talk to people.
1: <laughs> they they and, want to
0: send a message.
1: And we've also lost the art of listening. Uh, haven't you found that, that the, our attention span is so short that it's been said that our, uh, it's shorter than that of a goldfish?
0: Well, and Goldfish is three seconds. Yeah. I just read that the other day. Yeah. I hope not. They uh, they say 15 second videos are the best length for a short video clip yes. or adver- advertisement, but uh, three seconds is not much at all.
1: Let's take a look at uh, the highly acclaimed, very popular uh, forum, uh, TEDx Talks. The talks are no longer than 19 minutes. It's like our attention span is so short that even something very deep and substantive, We cannot listen to more than 19 minutes.
0: That is really interesting and a good perspective to to get started. But before we do dig into the conversation and talk about public speaking, share with the audience a little bit of your business background. You've got an intriguing background, uh, a lot of substance to what you
1: do. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So I was a student of and then I was offered to be a graduate uh, instructor of the Dale Carnegie Course and public speaking and human relations that's what it used to be in the old days 37 years ago is to be precise is when I took that training I didn't realize that that was the key that was my superpower the ability to speak clearly that got me into all kinds of opportunities that I created for myself in journalism in broadcasting in radio in uh, tv and, and now podcasting, is the ability to speak effectively. I've also coached individuals f- to be uh, TEDx speakers uh, on, on the forum, and there's a certain art to public speaking that, as you and I were talking, we've lost it. And I think if people understood the great power of public speaking, the benefits of learning to speak effectively are compounded for life. Because they not only help you in your professional life, but also in your personal life.
0: Well, and you know, from a business point of view, one thing I like about the idea, consider it, to, if you would, for just a moment, is a business idea, is the fact that if nobody's really doing it, or very few are, that makes you unique. Yes. So when you come into the arena to do business, the fact that you can speak Because there are still opportunities, right, to speak publicly and talk about yourself, your business, and so on and so forth. So, if I'm prepared to do that versus, say, write a blog, which there's literally millions of those out there now, and so on and so forth, then uh, I stand out in the crowd.
1: Absolutely. You got to find your niche, you got to find your unique perspective that you bring to the marketplace.
0: Well, let's get this conversation going about public speaking because. It's, a, it's very dynamic, uh, and I suggest that most people, most business owners uh, and people working in business uh, are not aware of it. Let's start off uh, by sharing, if you would, a pub, uh, personal experience uh, or an example that you've showed how, that you've incurred or uh, has occurred to you in how to use public speaking to be very effective and directly contribute to the growth, okay, and development of your business.
1: I will use a case study. This is one of my students from the first class, Cohort One. She works as a manager for the UTMB system, the hospital system down in Galveston. She was tasked with being the MC of of an all-day event for benefits. Now, she had no clue as far as what is the protocol for MCing an event. So uh, what I did with her is I had her script, uh, follow a script, and we rehearsed it, and I told her the protocol. Uh, And for those that are listening, uh, I want to give you the protocol. In being able to emcee an event and you introduce a speaker, the first thing you have to uh, uh, tell the audience is why this speaker has been invited uh, uh, to speak to the group. So the why needs to be articulated and then why this person is highly qualified to speak on the subject and then you uh, gracefully introduce the guest uh, for the the day uh, or for the speech. And that's the protocol that you follow. Afterwards, you thank the speaker and you might even uh, do like one or two takeaways that you want the audience to take away from them because again... Our attention span is so short that people may not even remember what was the point of the speech because they were daydreaming or thinking about all the problems that they have to solve. This, this person, this, this student of mine, uh, not only did such an outstanding job in that uh, her peers and her supervisors invited her to do more public speaking and more events as a result of this experience.
0: Well, that's fantastic, because if if you're listening, I mean, that's the equivalent, as some of you may understand, of getting more business. Yes. I mean, she's in a different position, not owning a business, but it's the same thing. She got an opportunity to do more and more speaking. She's more visible. Yes. And that leads to potentially uh, to be
1: given new opportunities, new challenges, and perhaps advancement. You stand that from the rest plain and simple because right. you have the ability to have stage presence, you're very articulate but again you put the effort in preparing for it. Yeah. but you know how to do it. Like I say, people don't need to be motivated to succeed. they need to be shown how to succeed.
0: Well you know when you when you talk about public speaking and it's making it allows you to be unique, stand out in the crowd, that kind of leads to you know how does public speaking help me build my brand? In other words, stand out, but I increase the brand awareness for my company of what I'm doing or my product or whatever it might be.
1: Excellent question. I'm going to reference an individual that uh, I can't remember his name, but hopefully it'll come back to me, that he says now in today's day and age that we are all a broadcaster first and then we're a brand second. It's like we are a media company first and then we are a product or service company. Uh, And this gentleman, uh, he's one of the most famous social media personalities out there, and he built his brand by developing short videos for his liquor store. Short videos explaining the nuance and uniqueness of of certain uh, wines and liquors, the fermenting process, he developed a niche, and he capitalized on this to grow a company that he now has like 300 different employees. Wrap your mind around that. 300 different employees doing work for uh, blue chip companies, teaching them how to produce content. So for a small business owner that's listening to us, they first need to understand messaging what is the message that you want to be known for that when you talk about your product or service that you offer the community how are you unique in that people want to do business with you because you stand out you stand out in your messaging as being a straight shooter honest you're always going to stand by your customer whatever offering you have because let's face it in today's day and age uh, we've lost a lot of the, the ethics that built great businesses. And so when you can stand out in the community with your messaging of how you have old-time values and how there is no surprise in doing business with you, that's going to resonate. That's going to cut through the noise of all these different companies and, and that are um, just making lots of noise.
0: You know, one of the challenges I hear from business owners, business people, Uh, clients that I've worked with is that in the area of public speaking or just their business, we've got a diverse audience, right? Yes. A lot of discussion about diversity. That's not what I'm really talking about. I've got a product. I've got a business. I want to direct it into the marketplace, hopefully find that niche. But when I'm doing public speaking and I've got a diverse audience, uh, which is probably not very unusual, Uh, how do I deal with that? How do I approach that?
1: You have to have some sort of cursory knowledge about the values of the different demographics that you're speaking to. Because as a public speaker, you always, always want to focus on your audience. Who is your audience and what is the common message that they all want to hear from you about? So, for example, uh, Conroe is becoming, from what I understand, uh, and, and I'm drawing the figures from the, the Montgomery, Montgomery County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I'm good friends with uh, some of the people that uh, restarted the chamber. And they're just growing gangbusters because there's a large Hispanic community in the Woodlands and the Conroe area. This area is booming with a lot of Latino businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs that are starting small businesses, and they're wanting to scale and grow, and they're now becoming integrated into Chambers of Commerce. And so if you're a business owner that has relied uh, almost primarily on the Anglo market and you want to target the Hispanic market, you want to talk about uh, how... You may have people in, the, in your store that speak in, uh, Spanish. or, or uh, So, again, you're, you're creating an ease of flow of business to you, and you don't want to create any friction. Uh, you want to, at the end of the day, let's face it, we all want a good deal. We all want a good product and service. That we have in common. And so when you speak about why... You do that not only for the Anglo market, and you mix in some, some Spanish. If, you're, if you have, there's a large audience of Spanish speakers, mix in some words. You don't have to become totally fluent in Spanish. They are going to resonate with your audience. They're going to see that you took the time, you took the effort to say some few words in Spanish, and that's going to uh, really position you as a friendly person, uh, to the Hispanic community. I attended a function, uh, this past Friday at the Mexican consulate where one of the McNair, uh, family members with the Tex, uh, Houston Texans was there. And he did just that. It's like, he's not bilingual, but he spoke to, to, uh, the audience that was primarily, uh, Mexican, uh, nationals that are here, uh, uh because they have their own businesses. He spoke a few words in Spanish. That really was gold to me as, as a reporter in the audience, to hear him speak in Spanish to the audience.
0: Yeah, you make an excellent point. And even if it is what I hear you saying, even if reaching part of that diverse audience, just a a mention. Yes. It doesn't have to be the whole talk or, or anything. Uh, you can grab the attention of that segment of the audience that Absolutely. you're trying to reach. Absolutely. It's a great point there. Well, let me ask you, there are public speaking opportunities uh, all around us. Yes. And as you mentioned, it's not as popular. Uh, people want to send a text or social media. Uh, so we've got an opportunity now. We can be unique. We can train be trained to speak well publicly. So what do we do? How do we identify the platforms, the opportunities that are most uh, conducive to our business as far as improving growing our business?
1: Excellent question. Think news. As a reporter, I get all kinds of pitches from uh, different entrepreneurs and businesses that they're seeking news. And I tell them, this is not news. This is just a crass pitch that you're trying to get some publicity. But media is always interested in news. What have you innovated? What What invention have you come up with that is unique? What anniversary are you celebrating this year that is news that you want to tell the entire world? Uh, I guarantee you that if you put out a news advisory or a press release about how you have been in business 50 years, people want to know how have you been able to sustain your business for 50 years. So you can get invitations to speak about how to crush it in business uh, in today's modern world, because you found your lane that you that you navigate and uh, you have mastered that lane, and you stick to your core business model that has succeeded uh, all these years. So you send out uh, inquiries to organizations such as the Lions Club, the Rotary Club, the Chambers of Commerce, uh, to see if uh, to to pitch your idea of how you want to speak to the community. And again, focus on who the audience is. 100% uh, focus on the audience because uh, you have an important message to tell them. And, and you, you don't talk about your, your business primarily, you talk about, you, at the end of, of your speech, you talk about what uh, your business, where it's located uh, and how you're open for business. You talk about what the community wants to know. It's like, what do they absolutely need to know about your business that is newsworthy? Think newsworthy. In my mind, it's like, so what? Think about so what? And when you answer the so what in your mind, you will uh, are come up with a, a good speech, a good, uh, a, a, a good speech that everyone wants to listen to. And I'd be more than happy to uh, help anyone that's interested in me uh, giving us some ideas on how to craft a good story.
0: You know, you, you hit on a very important point, and it's something that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, so many businesses over the years that I've worked with, and I know I struggled even when I started some of my businesses, is identifying where our market was, yes. right? This is all about yes. marketing. Public yes. speaking's part of it. But identifying my market yes. and understanding my market and so many small businesses feel they don't have the resources or whatever, but I don't know how you successfully build a business unless you're just dumb luck, uh, and I wouldn't rely on that. But that's what plays into this public speaking. Yes. You're going to spend your time where it's most valuable. Correct. Where you've got an audience or a good portion of an audience where when you give your talk, you are they're not only going to listen to you, but they have the potential to act on it.
1: Yes. I call it who is going to write the check, okay? What is the level of separation from the person that's going to hire you or that is going to buy your product or service? Because if you're in, a, in an audience and everyone in that audience is capable of buying your product or service, that is gold. And so that's, your, that's prime time where your speech has to be so fantastic and your presence on stage has to be so memorable that they want to follow up with you, or they want to do business on-site right there and then.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Well, Victor, we're at least halfway through the show right now. I'm going to take a short break. Uh, We'll come back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll do part two of our discussion, our conversation with Victor about public speaking and how it can really benefit you and your business. So please stay with us.
1: audience of one wednesdays at 10 a.m right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5 listen to the brain droppings of local hosts me andrew belchner along with the jewel of montgomery county radio dick schisler topical musings news stories oddities or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves all mixed together with the occasional guest you can also find us on facebook youtube And Apple Podcasts.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing part two of our of our conversation. Excuse me, with Victor Escalante. After I untwist my tongue, I think. I mean, (laughs) Victor has put together a training program, Speak to Thrive, and uh, I think this is really, really interesting, Victor. And there's a lot of very important points. But let's kind of back down a little bit, and let's talk about some specifics so that I'm a business owner. I get the idea. I get the concept. It does make sense, in my opinion, a whole lot of sense for many different reasons. But say, uh, I mean, what uh, what can I do? What's some concrete idea that I can latch on to that would be beneficial to my business?
1: Let's take real realtors. In the old days, what did we do to— sell a house we take a picture or or a few pictures and we list it and we just uh, wait back to hear from other uh, real estate agents that want to show the property or we go out and and uh, try to find a buyer for that particular property today's day and age you can't do that you have to really create content marketing to push out So videos is a super weapon that you can become proficient in to create short video clips about why this house is unique. They don't have to be very long. They can be two minutes or less or three minutes and talk about the unique features of this house that requires a certain skill set to be able to speak effectively and to uh, not come off as boring or uninterested you got to be able to, there's three steps to an effective speech. There's the intro, there's the body, and there's the call to action. So the intro can be, we, I'm here at, at this beautiful house located uh, in this particular neighborhood. And and so what you're doing is you're talking, narrowing it down to a particular neighborhood or a particular uh, demographic that you're uh, listeners or your viewers are going to zero in and focus on to either listen to the entire video or tune you out because it doesn't apply to them okay so uh it could be if you're selling a, a home in in conroe and it's let's face it there's a lot of historic uh, properties here in conroe uh that you can start out with i'm here at this 150 year old house that is full of history that automatically puts a hook in the audience, and you talk about a little bit of nostalgia of, of how, in, in today's world, you want to own a piece of history, and then you go into the virtues of the property, and then with a call to action to, if you want to look at this beautiful house, call me, or my contact information is going to be in the comments, and, and you do that consistently. The person I was thinking of was, is Gary V. Gary V. He, he, uh, he is the person that has become a, a consultant to a lot of big companies uh, creating uh, viral content. And videos is one of those forms of viral content that can, that can get your message, that can get your brand out there.
0: Well, and it's interesting. You mentioned the video clips. I'm a fan of video clips, whatever, a lot of different subjects, just to, because it can, well done, give you a lot of information really packed into a tight package. Uh, and I see your example of home selling. Uh, that'd be a great, great use of a short video like that. In and most opinion. people
1: are terrified of the camera. They yeah. need to become familiar with the camera in today's day and age you practice, 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 practice. You can even buy a, uh, there's a free version of an app that turns your phone into a teleprompter that all you do is you read the text. <laughs> and I'll tell you what that, that uh, app is is because I use it with certain clients whenever I need to uh, have them uh, uh, do a flawless video that every word matters. Uh, I script the video and I have them, practice over and over and over again uh, until they, they get it right and and it's ready to, to be released. But the key is practice. That's going to be something that you absolutely must do.
0: And see, this is a derivative uh, or a part of public speaking because I can speak publicly. Yes. I should not be afraid of the camera. Correct. And I can deliver a message, and gives me authority. I mean, I stand out as an expert when I deliver that message. that's correct positive uh, professional manner Uh, even though that's not my profession I'm a realtor in our example yes but it does make me look like a professional uh, and greatly enhances Uh, one of the things that's interesting to me and uh, I just finished uh, working with someone and we were talking about metrics and and setting goals and so on and so forth uh, trying to be as concrete as possible Uh, and this entailed evaluation of employees, performance, et cetera, et cetera. Metrics in ROI, return on investment, uh, they're crucial in measuring any business strategy, any business plan. Uh, You've gotta be testing and making sure you're going the right direction by checking your metrics, uh, I think first and foremost. How can companies measure the impact of their public speaking engagements Uh, on a tangible business outcomes. I mean, this is interesting to me. How can they do that?
1: There is short metrics that can be measured, obviously, by closing deals at a speech that you deliver. Uh, That is is pretty obvious. But long term, you always want to ask, how did you hear about us with new clients? Because it could be that they heard you, but they didn't take action to buy until a week or a month or six months later when they needed your product or service, but you stood out in their mind that you were the first choice that they thought of when it came to the purchase of a product or service. So uh, always, always ask uh, your customer, your walk-in customer, if you have a retail store, how did you hear about us? Because you always want to be focusing on, on spending dollars or doing more of that because if a little is good, a lot is better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to handle the advertising for a law firm that they would spend $4 million a year. Wow. Yes. And, and he would say, he, this is a term that is used in advertising. I know that 50% of my advertising works, but I just don't know which 50% works. And so you always have to spend 100% because you don't know where your advertising is working. And so you always want to measure where are customers, especially new customers, coming from. How did, how did they hear about you? Were they referred? If they were referred, why were they referred? Uh, you, you, your customers are the key to being able to grow your business. Is find out what you do so exceptional that they choose you over your competitors. And really, really hyper-promote that and talk about it, and brag about it that you have all these customers that are coming to you, and they've been loyal to you for all these years uh, because of the service that you provide. There's no surprises in doing business with you.
0: Yeah, and that makes, again, a lot of sense, no doubt about it.
1: Plain old common sense, uh, the way we grew businesses in the old days.
0: Let me tell you, there seems to be a shortage.
1: To- <laughs> yes, <laughs> it seems like people lost their common sense.
0: Yeah, well, we if you can find it, uh, you can win the game. There's no doubt about it.
1: There's two people that come to mind. Uh, and I know that uh, you have great respects for them. Lee Iacocca. He credits the Dale Carnegie course as being the key to his success, being able to speak effectively. Another one is uh, uh, Warren Buffett. He says that if you don't know how to uh, speak in public, that your career opportunities are going to be very limited.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense because how we present ourselves in that response to Mr. Buffett's uh, comment, but again, presenting our business, it's very, very important. Um, Let me ask you this. Uh, You know, public speaking involves storytelling. And I was telling stories before it became popular to tell stories. Yes. uh, Because I somehow figured out or was taught that maybe in high school speech that that was effective. But there's a lot written about it. A lot been said, especially in the last five to ten years, uh, that everybody, one, has to be able to tell their business story. And I think that's an absolute as part of strategically building your business. But there are other stories to tell in business. There's all kinds of stories when one starts digging in. How important uh, is it to weave the story, your story, your business's story, uh, into your presentations, your engagement with an audience?
1: It is critical. Uh, Let me give you a case in point. Uh, Friday, I was meeting with a a new company that, that I onboarded them as clients. And what they do is they sell containers. In uh, uh, shipping containers, mm-hmm. but they they sell them. Uh, they have s- several market segments. There's the Plano shipping companies. There is the small businesses that are now buying containers that are uh, retrofitted and finished out as small uh, standalone sites to do business. Whether it's a coffee shop, a, a burger stand, it's like. Companies are buying containers that are retrofitted as as small little offices, small uh, buildings. So because they have so many different segments that they're trying to, uh, to target, I asked them, who is your core customer and who signs the check for your product? They couldn't answer that. And, and then the next question is, who uh, do you want to target? So I, I went around the team and uh, all the business partners, uh, partners and asked them, tell me, what is the function of a business? They could not answer it. Mind you, these are entrepreneurs who have other businesses of their own, and they came together to form this, this company, but they couldn't answer the number one reason why a business is formed. And I'm borrowing here from, uh, uh, from one of the legendary uh, public speakers and uh, marketing and sales uh, person uh, that he says the function of a business is to create a customer. That is uh, the simplicity that if you cannot create a customer, uh, if there is not a customer out there for your product or service, you don't have a business. If you have to work extra hard to create a a customer, maybe you're in the wrong business and maybe you shouldn't even pursue down that path. So it's critical. So in this particular case, I told them you're in the business of providing uh, a, a product that is friendly to the environment. You are repurposing containers that would be discarded or would be rusting away, and what you're doing if it's a used container, you are taking that and converting it into into either a tiny house, a business, or or a a storage and office space. It's like you are in because right now the trend is everything that is environmentally friendly is in is in vogue, and so capitalize on that in your messaging in that you are providing a much-needed service for the environment. And so they got it. That's an example of finding your why. Why do you exist?
0: And I find it, again, interesting that you went out and talked to these people and they couldn't answer that question. They couldn't answer that. And I sort of alluded to that earlier. I find that so often. uh, We start a business. We sink our life savings, if you will, into it tons of sweat equity and, and concern and our families on board with us because when you're in business your family's in there whether yes. they work there or not uh, and yet they're not really clear on what their market is or why they exist you know uh, these are pretty straightforward questions but they must be answered or should be answered before someone even opens the front door.
1: Brian Tracy is the person that I referenced for the purpose of a business is to create a customer. Yeah. It is not about profits. If you don't have a customer, you don't have profits. So it's like you need to create a customer. Or you need to uh, communicate your message to those customers that are already buying your product or service in some unique advantage that you are the preferred provider of that product or service.
0: Absolutely. Victor, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today. Hope you'll join us later in the year again because you're a wealth of information. And what I really love about your information, it's practical. Yes. Common sense, right? (laughs) So there we go.
1: We need to bring common sense back in vogue.
0: (laughs) There you go. I like that good tagline. If people want to reach out to you, have a question, or perhaps engage your service in working with public speaking, what's the best way for them to do
1: that? They can call my personal number, even though this is a San Antonio number. I'm lo- locally based in Houston. It's 210-216-6915, or they can visit my webpage, uh, wwwspeakthethrive.com or they can email me, Victor, at victorescalante.com.
0: Well, again, thank you for taking your time today to visit with this great conversation. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I look forward to sharing it with you in the near future. Thanks. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that interview that we had with Victor Escalante. And I hope that you learned about public speaking and why it's so important to your business. And hopefully you'll follow up either with Victor or someone else to develop your public speaking, which in its turn will make you the owner, operator, supervisor, manager, whatever role you fill of the business that you work in. So it's very important. And again, thank you, Victor, for taking the time to uh, talk to us recently and have that conversation. Well, we're gonna go to our last break of the day in just a moment. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I wanna give you a, a lowdown on what we're gonna be doing with the remainder of today's show. I'm going to do a One Best Consult tip of the week, and it's titled, Recognizing Your Employees the Right Way. Very important topic, in my opinion. It's one that so many businesses overlook. Uh, It's got a lot of power and potential to improve your business. So please stay with us. Recognizing Your Employees the Right Way. And don't forget, a pod video cast of today's program will be available on Wednesday of this week, so you can go back and look it, review it. And if possible, share it with another business person who might benefit from listening to the Weekly Business Hour. So stay with us. We'll be right back with you.
1: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
0: You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. I'm Rick Schuster, your host. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you're just joining us uh, this is our last segment, and before I get to my one best consult tip of the week, I want to remind you again that a podcast videocast of today's show will be posted within 72 hours of today's program. You simply go to, for an example, the station, IRLoneStar.com, the website, click on Daytime Programs, and you'll see the Weekly Business Hour. Click on it, and there will be a link there for you to listen to podcasts, videocasts. You can also go to Facebook, YouTube, to our pages, the Weekly Business Hour. Well, as we wind down today's show, I want to touch on a topic that I think is really, really has a lot of power and potential to help you in your business. And I've entitled this segment, basically, Recognize Your Employees the Right Way. You know, employee recognition can take many, many forms, and we'll touch on some of them, Uh, from the fact that each morning, afternoon, you recognize an employee by saying hello, good morning, good afternoon, uh, thanks for the job you do, simple in-passing comments. Uh, Don't pass those up. Try to train yourself if you're not already trained that way. Each time you encounter a person, particularly your employees in your daily routine, smile and ask them how things are going, right? Do something like that. Develop rapport with your employees. It's amazing how much it will lift them up, and they potentially will do a better job for you and your business. You know, one of the things uh, that I like to come across and uh, study, if you will, are, you know, potential statistics. Research has been done, and one of them related to employer recognition pointed out in a study they did that uh, this was done on Indeed, the employment uh, app that's out there, website, Uh, which I have used for my clients to find new employees. Their survey showed that 30% of people left a new job within the first six months because they did not feel recognized. They didn't feel they had value, okay? Uh, That's amazing, 30%. And we all know how expensive it is to find, engage, hire, train and maintain a good employee. So 30%, almost one third, left within the first six months because they didn't feel like they had been recognized for their contributions to the business. What is an employee recognition program? And I'll use the word program, meaning that I encourage you to sit down with a piece of paper or a computer and just sort of map out your ideas and perhaps bounce them off others. If you have a senior management group Uh, whoever it might be, your administrative assistant, depending on the size of your business. But list out the things you can do, how you wanna do them, the action plan to implement them. Don't have to go out and do everything at one time. But a program is more than one type of recognition. And I think there's lots of them out there. They're not expensive as far as out-of-pocket expenditure. They do take a little time. Mostly, in my opinion, what you have to do is train yourself and your other employees, the people responsible for any one of these programs, you've got to train them to remember to follow up, to make them happen in a timely basis and they become repetitive. And it's very, very important because what you want to do is motivate your workforce, right? To do the best job possible. So it's very important that you acknowledge the dedication and hard work of the people that work for you. So that's kind of the core the dedication, dedication and loyalty to your business, and the hard work that they're doing to make the business successful. Uh, Some of the common areas, excuse me, common programs that are out there, like years of service. That, when I was first starting out, that was almost across the board. Most every company had some kind of recognition of service. One year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I grew up in a family business. And they gave a tie-tack to men or a pin to the women, and they had little uh, jewels, actual jewels, little chips, diamonds, rubies, depending on how many years. And it became a recognition that a lot of employees looked forward to getting because it was attractive, uh, it wasn't cheap, uh, and it, it just was a big deal back then. And it was the way you could handle years of service. Uh, Strong individual or team performance. Teams is a big thing. Groups, they succeed. Sometimes you have competition, particularly with sales teams. Those are options for you. Improvement in the systems, very, very important today as we all try to narrow our processes and systems down to produce more with less uh, due to the challenges of finding labor. Uh, It's an example. Client growth and retention. In other words, are we taking care of clients and they're buying more for us, they're staying with us, we're not losing clients and personal development when people go out and take on their own time, perhaps supported by the company, get additional education uh, and that provides you the opportunity to recognize them at that point. So that's what an employee recognition program is all about. So the advantages, again, it encourages engagement. Between everybody, when you have a certain recognition, whether it's done formally where you call people together or at a annual holiday Christmas party, uh, that kind of thing, absolutely boost performance unless you just fumble it completely. This is almost a no cost method to boost performance. So why, why wouldn't you use it? It enhances the company culture, builds a stronger unity whether you have three people or 300 or 3,000, the best companies around, even companies you do business with that maybe you haven't seen them recognized on a global basis or, or outwardly, you can tell when a company's well run when you do business with them, either personally or in your business. And if you dig into it, you will find that strong company culture and recognition programs help that happen and it helps you attract new talent. People want to work for the best people and the best people want to work for the best companies. There's no doubt about it. And you improve your retention rate. These are all the benefits of a recognition program with one or more programs within it that allow you. Years of services is a given, but there are lots of other things you can do to recognize people. As I said in the beginning, when you walk in in the morning When you go to lunch, anytime you're out and about amongst your employees, you ride the truck for deliveries with them, talk to them. Welcome them. Thank them. Just say, good morning. Good afternoon. Beautiful day. Whatever you do, you'd be amazed how the positive feedback and the positive things that can take place when you recognize your employees. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed this program. I want to close out and thank Victor Escalani again, share his program, Speak to Thrive. And until next week, stay engaged in your business and always keep your focus on what counts for your business. Thanks.